Hey golfers, welcome back to the podcast. This is Chasing Your Best. If you're new here, this podcast is dedicated to the golf learning curve. That means I'm always doing my best to equip you with tools, resources, best practices, and things that can help you inch towards your golfing goals, whatever those are. That's kind of the outline and the format for this. And within that outline, it will dive on different topics, things I think that are important, and also things that I'm seeing in my week to week. That's kind of how I do my ideas. I'm also reminded of things that are important as I'm in my week to week lessons and teaching people. And, and lately I've done a lot of reflecting on kind of big picture things that, that really tend to hurt people, but also big picture things that really tend to hurt people in their game and they don't really know about. I wanna bring light to one of those topics today and basically we're gonna talk about tension. Tension is a literal killer of your golf game. Tension, hesitation, lack of commitment and confidence to, to the task at hand is a killer of, of reaching your potential. I wanna talk about mental tension and then actual physical tension that people build up in their golf swing. So the biggest one that hurts a lot of us is rooted in the over the top move. When a lot of players who come over the top, outside in, across the golf ball, if you're not familiar with any of that terminology, basically the path of the club for a right-handed player is working to the left through the hitting area. Just the opposite for a left-handed player. The, the club is coming from outside the golf ball, across the target line, and exiting to the left of the golf ball. And your path will tend to impart spin on the golf ball. So for example, if you wanna create spin on the golf ball, swinging across it is a really great way to create right spin. And basically, as a simple rule of thumb, the direction your club is traveling, the ball is gonna to tend to curve the opposite. If your club is traveling to the left, the ball is gonna to tend to curve to the right. If your club is traveling to the right, your ball is gonna to tend to curve to the left. That, of course, is relative to what you're doing with your club face. If your club face is pointed to the left of your path and your path is traveling to the left, your ball is gonna curve left going left. If your club face is pointed to the right of your path and, and your path is traveling inside out or to the right, the ball is gonna travel right going right. As a basic rule of thumb, just think that your ball is gonna tend to do the opposite of what your path is doing. And what we wanna settle on is a relatively neutral or square path or a path that swings slightly inside out or mostly towards the target. That's a good framework, that's a good starting point, that's a good desirable for most of us. But your outside in move was what, was what plagues the majority of the golfing public. 95% of golfers struggle with being outside in. 3% of golfers struggle with being too far inside out, maybe less than 3%, maybe 2%. And then I would say the remainder of those players have paths that are really solid. That's another two and a half, three percent. There's a variety of ways to get to these different swing paths. Let's talk to outside in because it is big picture problems in golfing, in the golfing world. We, we all struggle with it. Even a lot of people that hook the golf ball, they think they hook it because they're swinging inside out when the reality is they're hit it left going left because their path is going left and their face is going even left of that. I find very few people, very few, that swing too far inside out. It is so rare. So I'm always working with players to get them to swing more inside out. Now, the tension that I'm talking about after that long tangent is the tension that we tend to build up in our arms, particularly for the right-handed player. It's the tension that gets to translated into the right arm. A lot of right-handed players associate their power 
with the strength in their right hand. And when they get to the top of their golf swing, they rip the club across the golf ball. Their elbow is externally rotated. Their hand is tossing the club. And from the top of the golf swing, you could imagine they would be throwing a golf ball like straight down at the ground. That kind of that motion where the hand is traveling down and the elbow is traveling out. The famous chicken wing, um, the flying elbow, and a lot of this tension gets translated into a steep pitch of the shaft in the downswing. And basically, when I'm referring to, to the plane of the shaft in the downswing, you could think of it like the, the club, the butt of the club is pointing some direction. Okay, if you're to trace the butt of that club, it's pointing some direction. And we want that angle relative to the ground to say, to be somewhere in the middle, call it 45 degrees. We don't want the shaft of the club straight up and down. We don't want the shaft of the club straight horizontal. We want it somewhere in the middle. Let's call it 45 degrees to use round even numbers. And when tension builds, the shaft tends to steepen. And when the shaft steepens, it just creates this whole host of problems that are either primary contributors to being outside in or secondary subconscious things that tend to lead to being more outside in. So how do we solve this? Let me give you some best practices. First, understand that there's no place for that. Speed is built in other ways. It's not built by throwing our right arm. It's not built by opening up our upper body too fast, too early. It's not built that way. It's built from the ground up. So we want to first use our legs efficiently. All right, we're not talking about speed. Let's get back into how to fix tension. But just know that speed's built from the ground up. It's not built and just as if you wanted to throw a baseball, a football, you wanted to create any kind of lateral energy, you're going to do it similarly. You're going to rotate, you're going to use the ground, and none of that includes being super, super tense. I mean, I don't know, yeah, your tension will build on its own. We don't need to add in any tension. A couple things that can help you with your tension. First, understand that tension, there's just not a place for it. So let's start with that basic understanding. Secondly, I like a waggle. Waggling the club, keeping your wrists soft and loose and limber and keeping your arms soft and loose and limber. Those are good things to help keep the tension out of the golf swing. Having a pre-shot routine that doesn't include a lot of time sitting behind the golf ball. So you're allowed to do what you need to do in your practice swings. Do one or two practice swings. Step up to the ball, do your waggle, shake your butt, roll your shoulders. Do whatever you need to do. Rock back and forth. Think Kyle Berkshire, how he rocks back and forth. That's another way to just keep the body moving and keep tension out of the golf swing. Now, I'm not rec recommending you rock back and forth like he does, but just movement. You know, rocking back and forth on your ankles, having a little bit of movement. If you watch a great player, they're perpetually in motion until they hit the golf ball. There's very few pauses that last longer than just a brief period of time. And then basically, once you settle that club behind that golf ball and you're ready to swing, just swing. Don't sit there. The longer you sit there, the more tension you will build. The other kind of tension I wanted to, to touch on today is the mental tension that golfers place on themselves to perform well. I want you to understand in golf, there are very few things we can control and your outcome is not one of them. We can control our effort, we can control our attitude, and we can control our processes. 
that lead to these things. Nothing more. You cannot control the outcome of your golf shot. Even with a lot of great repetition, very skilled players still hit bad shots. That's something that's going to happen. It should be expected. If you go out and you expect to do well and you expect to shoot a score, you are already derailing yourself from playing at your potential. When you go out and play golf, you just want to clear your mind and try to do your best and take that process one shot at a time. Learn from your previous shots. Move on to your next shot. Learn, adapt, rinse, cycle, repeat. That is your process for trying to play your best golf. You want to keep your mind clear and relaxed. When you start to build tension in your mind, it's going to lead to more negative results. I can't tell you how many times I've seen a player over the winter work on their game, work on their game, work on their game. They go out in the spring and they have definitely more skills than they had in the fall. But what happens is they have these high expectations because they've worked on their game. They're expecting to do well and they do poorly. Now, eventually they do, they do better because they, they free themselves up. But that expectation of just trying to do well, wanting to do well, And it's just, it's this crazy saying, it's like to gain control, you have to give up control. I don't know if you've ever heard that anywhere in business or anything like that, but it is so true in golf. To play the best possible golf, we have to give up the idea that we can control our results. It just doesn't happen. You can certainly control your effort, right? You can control the things you do that led up to that round of golf. You can control those things. You can control your attitude. So how you conduct yourself, how you react to your golf shots, all these highs and lows, those are things that we can work on, but with work, we can definitely have better, more positive mindsets. You can also control your processes. So what are the things that you do daily, weekly, habitually to help make yourself a better golfer? What is the style of practice you're doing? How are you going out and doing it? How are you divvying up your time? That's another thing that we can put our effort into that can help work its way into the golf course. Well, you all, I just wanted to hop on here to say tension is a real killer. I see it every week and I particularly see it in the adult, in the adult world. I don't see it as much from juniors. Juniors don't really put pressure on themselves till adults tend to put pressure on them. So do yourself a favor. If you know a junior, don't add any pressure to them. They want to do well. Trust me when I say that they want to do well. And if they don't want to do well, they will eventually when they come to it. But if you put expectations on them, you are crushing their creativity and their ability to grow as a player. Remove tension from the game as best you can. Tension in your mind and tension in your body. Particularly when you swing it up to the top of your golf swing, the tension that people tend to create in their arms and right arms for right-handed players having stiff right arms, having strong right arms that tend to swing the club down across the golf ball, imparting the deathly right spin on the golf ball that plagues most of the golfing public. Let's try to keep tension out of our golf game. As always, if you have any questions, comments, send them to me. I like hearing from you guys. I want to do a listener Q&A podcast in the future, so get your questions in. My links are below to reach out to me through my socials or my email. Appreciate you all for being exactly who you are. I will catch you back here, same time, same place, next week.